I think for all real estate investors, the best advice I could give them is that know your area that you're going to invest in. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average patch of land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Logan Motoshami. Hi, Logan. Hi, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Logan is joining us from sunny, I imagine, Orange County, California, where he is the senior loan manager at AMC Lending Group. He's also been an active trader in the stock market since 1996, and he's a financial contributor for blogs, and he has his own financial blog called LoganMotoshami.com, so go check that out. And interestingly about him, outside of real estate, he stopped watching professional baseball after the 1994 strike out of principle. And so clearly that shows that he can stick to something and then kind of keep that going for a long time, knowing that it's been, what, 11 years since then. So with that being said, Logan, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Our family's been in financial lending since the late 1950s. Our, our own company has been serving uh, residential real estate here in California since 1987. Uh, because I have an economics and stock market background, and when I got into the business in 2000, I kind of uh, follow economic cycles as well as the housing uh, industry. And in a mid-2010 uh, financial blog, uh, a financial website, actually, uh, Benzinga.com, asked me to write about real estate which has led to my own financial blog. And currently right now I do uh, uh, interviews with Bloomberg Financial, CNN, and other media outlets, basically talking about the housing economics in relationship to this cycle and going ahead. Let's talk about the housing e- economics and, and where we're headed. What, what's going on with all that? Well, my primary core thesis in housing has always been that, you know, we simply don't have enough qualified home buyers in America to actually have a what I call a really sustainable long-term recovery. And after six years of economic data has now been provided, my core thesis has stayed as mortgage purchase application and mortgage demand has been very weak, the lowest net percentage we've ever seen in any housing cycle. 
What has been very strong, though, are the cash buyers, are the investor buyers, and that has been 20% above historical norms for almost six years now. That that trend has still continued. Uh, So that has given the housing market a cushion uh, from the weak mortgage demand and because we have a very low inventory cycle. You know, home prices are keep on rising, even though mortgage demand has been very soft. So we've got, we, we don't have enough qualified home buyers in America. And then in addition to that insight, cash buyers have been strong over the last six years. In fact, 20% above the historical norms. What's all that mean? How can we take that and apply it to our life as investors? Well, as investors, you know, you, you have two ways to look at it. You know, for myself, you know, I, I always look at the backdrop of economics in regards to housing investing. And in this cycle, you could clearly see that this was going to be a rental expansion cycle. Home ownership rates have fallen. Rental, uh, uh, rental, rental demand has been growing every single year now. And what I've applied to, at least in real estate investing, is that when I had a, a certain amount of capital back in 2011, you know, the best place to get yield uh, has been to basically buy a property and rent it out. And, uh, you know, a lot of Wall Street firms have done it. A lot of foreign investors have done that. A lot of personal buyers have done that looking for yield return. And if you look at the demographics in America, we're about to have the youngest workforce we've ever had come online. And these people aren't going to be buying homes, you know, in their mid to late 20s as much as they're going to be buying it a little bit later. So you have a very strong supply of rental demand going out for a decade, at least. And that's why I think the rental expansion recovery is a legit thesis and has legs uh, going out 10 to 20 years. When you're interviewed for Bloomberg and, you know, when publications reach out to you, what do you find they typically want to talk about? In regards to me, it's more or less, you know, uh, how did I was able to talk about the weakness in demand year over year for a few years now? And I think the, the background I have is I've actually worked in the financial lending business for the last 15 years, and I have an economics background. So it's easy for me to explain to them why, you know, things have been soft. And, you know, when you talk to housing pundits on TV or economists, I could clearly see why they've kind of missed the weak demand because they don't have a financial lending background and a lot of the things they say on TV or on air just aren't factually true. So that's really the question that I get, you know, uh, a lot is, you know, the why factors. Why has housing been soft in compared to other cycles? And I, and I, the description I give is a little bit more, has a little bit more validity in it than what other uh, experts would say. So you mentioned that the youngest workforce is about to come and enter into the, you know, the, the real world, quote unquote, and that's going to bring with it a strong rental demand. And I believe you mentioned, you know, you're foreseeing that for a decade. So are you, are you anticipating that strong rental demand to last another 10 years? Absolutely. If you look at the biggest age groups we have right now, age 23, 24, and 25, you know, they're about to uh, come online to the workforce. And one of the reasons why housing demand hasn't been very strong is household formation hasn't really taken off. The recent numbers that came out from census was actually the first time that we actually saw growth. Uh, Americans typically have a model before they buy homes. They tend to rent, they got to date, they got to marry, and then, you know, three and a half to six years after they marry, you know, they tend to buy a home. With such a young force coming online, uh, it's going to be a very long time before they probably get to that point to where they marry or have kids to they look to buy. So you, the rental demand is there. And I think if you look at the numbers, the multifamily construction has been booming. 
because the you know the core thesis that the first time home buyer is going to come in big numbers just hasn't played out for years. Uh, 2014, we had the lowest first time home buyer percentage uh, since the data has been collected. And we also had the, the lowest uh, mortgage purchase application you know, uh, in the 21st century. So the demand will be there just because of demographics and marrying trends. People are getting married and having kids later. So the rent is going to be there because these people, this, these young group of Americans haven't come online. Let's look at it from a completely other side real quick. And what would stop that prediction of rental demand for the next 10 years to be extremely strong? What's one thing that would make, you know, in, in cause you to change your prediction? What are, that would change the rental thesis to home ownership is that household formation really starts to pick up stronger than what is anticipated. People start to get married younger and start to have kids younger. Um, that leads to you know people buying because we call it a dual income factor. Single household buying has been very difficult for young Americans, 35 and under. But when you get a dual income factor, uh, a husband and a wife together buying a home together, the numbers don't look that bad. So one of the things to counter a rental demand thesis for a long time is people getting married sooner, uh, uh, people uh, having children uh, earlier, and that would create an aggregate net buyer because you're going to have two incomes as part of the equation. What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? I think for all real estate investors, the best advice I could give them is that know your area that you're going to invest in. Sometimes going for the cheapest area in, in a very um, bad economic area might not be the best long-term solution because the economics around it, the equilibrium of the surrounding environment doesn't provide a strong rental uh, outlook. So uh, do your homework, run the numbers, uh, don't bite off more than you can chew. Show discipline, but uh, know that, you know, if you, I'm going to invest in an area, I'm going to make sure that this area has the capacity to provide strong rental demand going out in the future. When you talk about the area, you mentioned some macro level trends and, you know, your your thesis for where you see it headed. But then, you know, I imagine every market's going to be different in, in your eyes. So what do you recommend when whenever somebody hears, that the rental demand is going to be very strong for the next 10 years, and they immediately think, okay, I'm going to go buy in whatever market, it doesn't matter. How do you determine on a market-by-market basis what that demand is and if it's a healthy market? Well, here's a good example. Let's take Texas. You know, Texas right now has been, you know, booming because of the oil uh, revolution, the shale revolution that we've seen. But now that, you know, oil has collapsed in terms of price and now oil companies are firing people and uh, are not uh, looking for forward production, you have to be a little bit more careful in that area. Each city, each county has their own strengths and weaknesses in terms of the job market. You really want to have a, a, a more balanced job market area because you don't want to be relied too much on one sector. You know, if, if one company leaves a certain area, you know, then you, you might get a hit on demand there. So always take a look at your local county or the, the city that you're investing in. See, you know, what's, who, who, are the, who are the primary drivers in terms of the, the biggest employees? You know, how, how's that business cycle looking for them? Because you can't do, you know, you can't, uh, you can't paint a giant brush and say, you know what, 
I don't think this company is going to do good or this company because the economic cycle is changing. That's, that's, uh, that's almost impossible. But kind of look to see if it's a stable, diverse uh, economic uh, background in terms of all the different companies. And then you have a little bit more security rather than going in after a hot market that is provided by one sector only. If something happens in that sector, then the demand will fall down. Logan, you ready for the best ever lightning round? First, a quick word from our sponsor. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. Okay, Logan, best ever book you've read? Moby Dick. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? Being a high school basketball coach from age 19 to 25, and it not only taught me maturity, it taught me discipline, and it taught me that, you know, how you carry yourself uh, really is looked upon about the people that look up to you in this world. You're a high school coach at 19. Do you ever sneak yourself in the game when there's foul trouble? No, but it, it is weird sometimes coaching people that you actually went to school with. Best ever success habit you practice? Waking up every single day and focusing on everything that I need to do on that day and not worrying about tomorrow or yesterday. Focus on one day only. Uh, don't worry about the future. Just be leery of it. Give all your energy for one day. Best ever deal you've put together or done yourself? Best deal I did was buy my rental property in 2011 because not only did I uh, got uh, a great yield and, uh, yield return from it, but also it was a pretty uh, good price in the housing cycle. So besides of the yield return, I'm getting uh, much, much better capital. What market you buy in? Orange County, Tribeco Canyon. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Most exciting project right now is basically my own financial blog as uh, I started it in 2010, not thinking it would be something that would be going national and now looking to be working more and more with the financial media companies, Bloomberg and CNBC, to disseminate housing economics on a bigger scale. Best ever quote. And then some. <laughs> okay. So who said that? Or is that just a saying that you like to use? You know, there's a movie called The Last Boy Scout and Bruce Willis's character, whenever they called him any kind of word, he had to say it and then some, and it just stuck to me from then on. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Biggest mistake was not probably buying enough. I had an opportunity to probably to, to buy another property in 2011, but I, I didn't want to uh, overextend myself. But, you know, now looking back at it, I, I probably should have. Logan, what's the best ever place to reach you? 949-291-8293. And what's your blog? Logan, L-O-G-A-N, Motoshami, M-O-A-A-S-H-A-M-I.com. Logan, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking about where you see things headed and you know the reasons why behind that and what we should do about it. I think that's the perfect blend of, okay, this is the prediction. And here's why I'm predicting it. And here's most importantly what you should do about it. And so, you know, to talk about how in the next 10 years, it's going to be a strong rental demand as long as what you anticipate happens. And namely, the house formations are happening in that same linear path 
on average, as you mentioned, where you know you rent, you date, you marry, and then three and a half years after you marry, you you buy a home together. Where you you know you you talked about we're about to have the youngest workforce come into the real world, and that's going to generate strong rental demand for the next decade. You talked about a little bit about the past where cash buyers have been strong 20% above the normal averages for the last six years and how we simply don't have enough qualified home buyers in America right now. And, you know, the word of warning for markets and the job diversity in those markets, you use Texas as the example and in certain cities in Texas might not be diverse. Others are, are more diverse and they can withstand that type of impact with the oil industry. So thank you so much for sharing your advice and being on the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for the the time. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 